Talent Economy is a publication of Human Capital Media. For more coverage, visit talenteconomy.io. Also, subscribe to Talent 10X on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or TuneIn. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Lauren Dixon, Senior Editor over at Talent Economy. Joining me is Zoe Hart. She is Senior Vice President of HR and Talent Innovation at Upwork, a global freelancing site. Zoe's actually in the office with me in person recording this podcast. So thank you so much for joining me, Zoe. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Thank you. So we're just going to jump right into this. We recently saw some new data come out of the BLS on contingent and alternative workers, and the results were not exactly what we expected. So could you tell us a little bit about the findings and some of the reactions that you've heard from business leaders? Absolutely. Well, I think, first of all, it's really super that the BLS is working on this stuff and managing it, right? It's speaking to the fact that the way America works is changing and evolving. Now, unfortunately, the findings seem to be somewhat contradictory to most of the research we've seen. Uh, At Upwork, we do our own Freelancing in America study every year, and the research that we saw um, said that 57.3 million Americans, that's over a third of them, are freelancing, whereas the BLS data said that the rates are declining. We think there were probably a few contributing factors in the way they conducted that study Mm -hmm. that impacted their data. So they looked at one week's worth of data versus the uh, overall time. And they were, you know, very specifically focused on people for whom it was their sole income Mm -hmm. versus moonlighters or people who are looking at a, a number of different ways to manage their income streams. But what it does show is that it's an important part of how the economy is changing, how workers are managing their careers and their lives with more agency than ever before. And you know, it also helps remind us in HR that as leaders in this space, there's so much opportunity for us to really engage with the workforce in new and different ways. And the research from our work on freelancing in America showed that over half of the HR managers we connected with are using freelancers already, and half of those people expect to use far more in the upcoming years. So we know, as the BLS says, that it is a meaningful part of the workforce, and we believe it's going to continue to increase over time. Awesome. And what do you think are some of those important takeaways for business leaders here? Well, one of the biggest things is that we're at an interesting point where there are more jobs than people at the moment. We're at almost zero unemployment, and it is getting harder and harder for those of us whose job it is to find great talent, to find people who are able to do the jobs and the roles that we're looking for. So skills are getting increasingly specialized, and all of those things contributing together make it much harder to find talent overall. We also see that in 10 years from now, we expect that many of the jobs that people are currently doing either won't exist at all or will be really materially different. And if you think back 10 years, most companies didn't have things like a social media manager Mm -hmm. or a contingent work manager, and those are now integral to the success of a business. And so we see that continuing to develop. I think the third really important point for the HR leaders among us is that we need to realign our strategies to meet the talent where they are and to get to a place where we're contributing to the business in a way that is innovative and ahead of uh, the needs that the, the business is expressing so that we can anticipate those more. 
by aligning our talent strategies to look slightly more holistically than we've been able to do in the past, incorporate flexible workers, we're gonna be able to do a lot better for our businesses and really drive more impact and innovation. Do you have any suggestions of how to go about aligning that talent strategy with the business strategy, particularly as it particularly <laughs> as it um, as it relates to freelancers and other gig workers? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things we try and do at Upwork, and when I'm talking to colleagues in their companies, I think a great way for us to contribute is to really understand what are the overarching goals of a business lead and the business leaders and what are they looking to get done. And from there to back into the human capital portion of that, right? We as an HR are sometimes left to be receivers of information mm -hmm. within an organization versus active collaborators and drivers of that. So if, the more we can influence the conversation over time, the more we can understand what the company's going to need. And then we can look at, okay, so given that this is your strategy, who do you have to accomplish that? Which pieces are you going to need in an ongoing fashion? Because those should probably be done by full-time people. But if there are places where you need a specific set of skills for a specific project, let's bring in experts who do that and let them do what they do very best. Or if you're in a situation where you're trying to build out a function. For example, when um, Upwork was opening our office in Chicago, we knew we needed more recruiters on the ground to help us here open up this office, but we weren't gonna need them indefinitely. So we worked with freelancers on our platform to help source and strategize around the best places and the best ways to recruit exceptional talent in Chicago. And that brought in another set of arms and eyes and ears for us that really helped us scale. So when I think about freelancers helping augment a business, I think about them either bringing in new skills or helping really scale. And I think those are two very easy ways for HR to relate and also for us to then communicate back out to the business. Yeah, that's great. New skills or to scale. I think mm -hmm. that's a really good way of yeah. And bringing then, it down into what exactly freelancers are used for. Right. And it's so much less scary when you say it like mm -hmm. that, right? It's, oh, okay. I, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. So what are some of the challenges that HR is facing with the freelancing workforce? You know, I think a little bit of what we were just talking about, that some people are nervous about it because it feels different, right? And you hear all these conversations about the gig economy and all of this stuff. But where HR, I think, should take a moment and be somewhat self-congratulatory, which rarely happens in our field, is that we've been doing this for ages, if we think about it, right? You know. All of us at some point in HR have worked with a contract recruiter or somebody who came in as a consultant to help us do a talent assessment or do additional training that we didn't have the expertise for in-house. So we've done this all along. We've just never named it in that way. And I think once you realize, oh yeah, all right, this is just that in a more systematic and intentional way, it feels so much less daunting. And it also is a good reminder that it's a place where HR can be innovating and out front of the rest of the business because we've grown up doing it. So we can really lead by example there. Yeah, that I never really thought about that before. Everyone has worked with these contingent workers it. in some way, but definitely putting a name on it that makes it seem more nebulous yeah. can kind of be scary. Yeah, it can. And I think it's, once you realize, oh, I've been doing that, then you're like, oh, well then if I've done it in this way, I can also do it in these ways. And that makes a huge difference. Definitely. So in the coming years, what mm -hmm. are some of the trends that you think HR is going to see when uh, working with freelancers? 
Well, I think there's a couple of big opportunities. One of the greatest opportunities we have as an HR organization in any company is to really um, bring down the wall a little bit between us and procurement and look at total talent management as a strategy. When you're talking to your CEO and your CFO, they're interested in time and money. They want to see the whole picture. They want to understand all of the workforce. And for a really long time, HR has only been able to talk to them about the full-time employees and probably the interns, but Mm -hmm. everybody else has gone through procurement. And procurement is exceptional at what they do, but they're not, it's not their world to think about the people resources as people, right? They're thinking about them as resources. And so when we in HR can have a really good partnership with them or or take that piece of work off of them so that we can look at it holistically, it gives us a great opportunity to communicate to our leadership and partner with them about here's what the entirety of your workforce looks like, right? Here's how many people are working on this initiative all of them in all these different ways. So you're managing the complete cost of something versus the here's how many full-time people and then we've got a bunch of stuff but it's really hard for us to measure so just assume it's blank, right? So that I think allows us to frame things differently and as we were talking about a little earlier, if we can get our arms around that, then over time we can talk about making sure that cost is prioritized in the right way, that we're training our internal resources to be leaders when we need them so that we can do you know that in our own way and not having, always having to bring in more senior people. There's a great opportunity for us there. I think there are two other big trends that we see on the horizon. One is that given how much freelancers have helped us think about Um, work more in projects and units of work versus a job and a career, it seems to me that job descriptions are going to become obsolete over time. Digitization has really helped transform jobs. A lot of the work that I used to have to do as an HR manager a few years ago, I don't need to do anymore. My systems do that for me. Many of my colleagues are using bots to respond to basic employee questions. Um, There are all these different ways. And then the pieces of quote unquote jobs will get broken and maybe you'll do a couple pieces of them and I'll do a couple pieces of them and our jobs will just look different. So my belief is that as people partnering with talent in the market, we're going to be looking more towards what are your skills? What are the things that give you energy? What's the thing that you thrive doing in a company to have the greatest impact? We're going to be talking more about that and then managing the full resources with both internal and freelance resources to get the work done for the business. I think thirdly, and sort of tied into that, the nature of teams will evolve so that they become more like movie crews where you know in Hollywood people come together for a set duration people do the thing they do very very best and they work in a group with other people who are exceptional at their individual contribution and it's rare that the exact same team ever does the same pro- you know does a, two projects together right there's usually somebody who's different or a number of people who are different mm-hmm. within each organization and so we believe that's that's how things will go in the corporate world and and for most businesses over time that we'll be looking at groups coming together more. I mean, for so long in HR, we've been talking about how to really leverage cross-functional teams. And now it'll be cross-functional and flexible teams where some people are remote, some people are on-site, some people are freelancers, some people are full-time. That makes a lot of sense. And I like the um, movie production analogy. It makes sense, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. 
And um, also you talked about uh, kind of breaking down those silos yeah. to kind of bring everyone who's involved in talent management together, everyone who's involved in hiring at least together. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, you would get better uh, numbers. You would get more Absolutely. accurate data on uh, how much all of this costs mm-hmm. and then probably, I imagine, better manage your resources and teams. Well, and you, you can't manage what you can't measure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So. When you don't, ha- when you've got partial information, and I've been in companies where like my numbers are not quite aligned with finances numbers because they track to this date, you know, based on the cycles that payroll goes through, and I track on like people occupying seats. And so once you can really get your arms around that, you just are able to have a much more intelligent and meaningful and impactful to the business conversation about like this is what that initiative costs you mm-hmm. for almost every company the money spent on the people doing the work is by far their greatest expense Mm -hmm. so you want to know that you're using it correctly and that you're funding the initiatives in order of priority for their impact on the business definitely yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And yes, I'm excited to see how all these trends play yeah, out over time. And um, if the BLS is going to maybe report on freelancing um, and contingent work more often. Yeah. And then also there's a report coming out, I think, in September that will take into account whether or not people are doing gig work as their sole source of mm-hmm. income or if this is a side hustle. Yeah, exactly. I think the more we can study it and understand what an important part of our economy this is, we're going to be able to learn so much and we'll also be able to meet that talent where it is and give them what they want because they're in the driver's seat for us. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, that's all the questions that I had. Right. Did you have any parting advice for business leaders? You know, I mean, what I would say is when I was growing up in HR, people kept talking about like a seat at the table for Mm -hmm. HR and can we get out of reporting to the CFO, frankly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like most people have have earned that seat. Like HR is a valid part of the business. It's not just the recipients and the people who plan the parties, right? And we have so much more business impact than we've ever had before. And this is an opportunity for us to use it and to innovate and to be the drivers of positive change in our organization. So to me, it feels like we must harness it. And and if we want to capitalize on everything that we know our function can do, it's up to us to make that happen. So I feel like there's never been a more exciting time in my HR career. And I'm just excited to see what the next five and 10 years hold. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining thank me, Zoe. You. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Uh, check back next week for more content and visit talenteconomy.io. Thank you.